Hey everyone, I am Prateek Chaudhary and welcome to Cords Podcast. Cords is a one-to-one mentorship platform and today with our podcast, we are here to inspire you. So for today's podcast, we have a co-founder turned into system engineer to a software engineer, Ayush Kalani. Ayush graduated as computer science engineer in 2016. And within four years, Ayush have tried so many things and different professions. He started working on a startup called GoAlert, then found his interest in data science. So started working as a research intern, then moved to Verizon as a systems engineer, then to Freshwork as software engineer, and now currently senior software engineer at PayPal. So, hi Ayush, welcome to Cord's podcast. Hey, hi Pratik. How are you, Ayush? Glad to be connected. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, Ayush, we would like to hear some insightful things about your journey, about yourself from you. Then we can move to a specific part of our question. Yeah, sure. So, I'll go ahead and introduce myself. So, yeah, my name is Ayush and I have around four years of work experience in, you know, like different industries in different domains and and in solving different problems. So, I graduated in 2016 and I started up my own startup called Google Alert in college. So what it did was it used to solve the problems of the students, you know, like all the students in the K-12 segments, like class 11th and 12th, they, they, they had a lack of information of the different exams and the different opportunities they had. So our uh, tool or our application used to help the people, you know, like uh, in the tier two, tier three cities of people where the internet penetration is low. So our startup used to help them. So that that was my initial, you know, like uh, brush up with technology. So uh, yeah, so it was a college project turned into a company and we had a lot of fun, you know, like creating a project from starting, uh, learning a lot of good things, you know, like marketing. How do you talk to customers? How do you talk to students? How do you, you know, like uh, make a server and how do you make sure the costs are very low because, you know, it's a college project turned yeah. into a company. So learned a lot of uh, new and good things and... Uh, yeah so uh, in in the past 4 years like i have worked in like uh, huge enterprises like verizon which is like uh, in the top 20 companies and i have worked in freshworks which is like the biggest saas startup of india and now recently i have like joined paypal in the uh, like past month so things are uh, really good and i would like to you know share more of my experience yeah okay so that was a great journey from college okay <laughs> So uh, Ayush used, used to work as a systems engineer and then software engineer. So these seems to be similar, but they are two different professions, right? Yeah, yeah, you can call it like that. So the main uh, difference between a systems engineer and a software engineer is like software engineer, uh, it's uh, like the main role and task is to, you know, like do the front end and back end of an application, like whatever you see on your browser, websites or Android app. So that is the main role of a software engineer. But while a system engineer uh, is more of a back-end role, like, you know, taking care of servers, taking care of system administration, like, you know, when we deploy server on any AWS, cloud, or whatever data center that we want. So the main role of a system engineer is to make sure that all the servers are up and running, all the requests that are coming from the front-end and the back-end is being, you know, carried out to take care of the security, uh, DDoS attack, phishing attack. So that is the main role of a system engineer, to make sure that, like, the entire system is up and running. So that okay. is how would I would like to categorize between them. Okay. And which one is preferred by majority? So uh, I would think like uh, everyone started as a software engineer, like most of the people start as software engineer. So after that, you can branch out. So 
there are yeah. there so yeah if you like front end you can go to front end if you like back end if you like like devops mm-hmm. you can you know like go so there are like lot of different branches so what i would suggest people is to you know who are coming into this industry yeah. to uh, explore lot of different things you know like there is data engineering there is machine learning there is ai there is devops front end back end so mm-hmm. lot of different moving parts you know like uh, experiment explore each and everything and then you know like decide what you want to do and then you know develop your specific domain knowledge and you know like get into the depth of so that is how i think uh, it's a uh, it's a good thing to do okay and when and why did you decided to change your profession why did you decided to work as a software engineer uh no so so there is not like much difference uh, like a uh, uh, like i didn't decided to do like the, the software engineer system engineer just the, like a industry like the, the names given to it okay so even when i was like working as a software engineer so mm-hmm. i used to like so freshworks is uh, like you know a medium level startup so the, uh, in that we had to you know take care of the devops take care of deployment and you know like take care of the systems part as well so mm-hmm. i was even in freshworks i was in the back end in the infrastructure team okay okay from there basically your development part got strong and you entered into development sectors then yeah yeah correct mm-hmm. so as leading a team of engineers in goelert and also yourself working as a developer how do you see developer role in any organization what is the core factors that are needed for a developer okay so from what i have observed that you know like uh, apel freshworks and verizon that there isn't a single thing that you have to do to be a great software engineer and there is certainly not a single path to becoming a great software engineer so everything is like you know uh, uh, like everyone is different and things pan out differently for each other but what i would uh, suggest like is you know whatever you do you do uh, it like very good so even if you are given some small task you know like some crud api or you know deploying a thing so yeah. make sure that you optimize it you know however mm-hmm. small your project or however your small your role is you need to take care like uh, so l- let us say uh, example i'm designing an api right yeah. Yeah. so i would make sure like it is uh, currently there are 100 users it's a small project and there are only 100 users so there's not much load but let us say i so today i have to design it in such a way like 3 years or 5 years down the line when there are millions of users using that api mm-hmm. such that it is scalable and nothing goes wrong still that api is uh, you know running and it is like you know compatible so that is how i would you know like uh, ask a good developer to do so that is a characteristic of a good developer to take care of each and everything and you know make sure it is working in the future you know to ask the right questions ask the right design questions to the managers to the product product owners so that is how i think a good developer should do and what an organization uh, expects from developer is like you know to uh, solve customer problems so there are like two things right there is a technical engineering part and there is customer so yeah. however uh, how much good you are at uh, you know solving engineering problems and you know like you are a tech uh, tech geek and you're just doing technology all the day but unless it has any real life implementation unless customers or users or end users are using it uh, the technology will not be of any use so while developing a technology or while developing a product you need to make sure that the uh, users are happy the customers are you know happy and your product or your technology solving the customers problem in an efficient way so yeah. that is the whole gist of a technological product and you mm. know like deliver movements of wow so that is what an organization expects from a developer mm. so like problem solving yeah. mindset yeah problem solving mindset because like uh, see everyone is doing code uh, like a lot of people are getting into it industry and everyone knows coding these days yeah very true coding 
yeah coding is not a uh, what do you say is an important part right now but integrating your coding skills with problem solving skills and you know like uh, helping make a good product is what is uh, required from an organization right now mm-hmm. got it got it and how did you crack your first job as a systems engineer at Verizon uh, because uh, i think you have no college support or any other support at that time yeah so i still remember like my college days so uh, i had i, I faced a lot of rejections uh, you know like interviews after interviews i gave i faced a lot of rejection but the key is to you know keep trying hard uh, mm. so keep practicing keep practicing so there are like uh, these is a lot of uh, coding platforms are there like uh, geek for geek lead code and hacker rank so like after every interview after every test i i i failed i used to go back i used to learn from my uh, failure you know like okay there are two things you fail and then you know you don't do anything but the main part is okay if you have failed then you should know why you have failed what are you lagging so i would ask a uh, feedback from my interviewer i would ask feedback from my seniors i would ask feedback from my peers like what am i doing wrong mm-hmm. how can i improve myself so after every failure i built upon it and i worked upon my what do you say worked upon my shortcomings and uh, like worked upon it and finally like i i i got into verizon so hmm. in verizon what um, basically helped me like the first round was aptitude okay uh, and the second round had computer theory so there was an objective test and it consisted of like uh, database concepts compiler networking hmm. and, so basically uh, technical interview right yeah okay yeah so hmm. uh, one good thing that was there that network and database was my favorite subject and more like a lot of questions were from network and database so i was able to you know like breeze past that Yeah, and yeah. after that there were uh, there were like uh, two technical interviews so i i i was like preparing i was like uh, uh, speaking with my friends i prepared lo- a lot of uh, hard questions and then like finally after you know like lot of like i, I remember like there were like 15 to 20 rejections i was able to get this so okay. the key is to not quit and just you know keep trying hard keep trying hard learn from your mistakes and you know like never back down so i think that's what helped me okay so keep moving and keep learning yeah yeah learn okay. from your mistakes hmm learn from your mistakes uh, so for a newbie uh, who is uh, like for college students so when they prepare for technical interviews they basically go on uh, geeks for geek website and other websites and prepare themselves but with what mindset they should go because we don't know what mindset we should go and i think you can explain that because you have already so many rejections and also did so many interviews so so okay so the right uh, mindset should be of learning Okay. So what I feel like what what like I also used to do this right. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll go to Geek for Geek and I'll write top mm-hmm. 10 Amazon questions or Amazon question asked in the last two months. So I would just you know like uh, try to do all these questions and you know somehow or the other I would try to remember those approaches rather than you know coming out of uh, coming out on my own. Okay. So a lot of uh, people and lot of students like I I have heard or seen that people will just you know like okay let's say Amazon is coming to your college. so hmm. for past one month they'll just prepare for amazon and they'll just do those like 20 50 or 100 questions but or and most of the people will also like try to you know remember the solution so the mindset uh, when you go to all these uh, coding platforms should be to you know like come uh, out of a solution on your own like you should never look at the solutions unless you know like you you have tried like for a day then only you should look at the solution so you should always uh, try to like uh, obviously start with the easy questions then go to medium and then go to hard but always try to come up on your solution on your own and, mm-hmm. and just see like where are you lagging so that is what i would uh, you know suggest people to do 
yeah we basically we should improve ourselves by seeing our mistakes only rather than just keep practicing what we are providing basically spoon feeding should not be there yeah uh, like uh, it doesn't matter like you are doing like 10 questions a day mm. but you, uh, like uh, in like 15 20 minutes you are just seeing the solution and you are like just marking it as done so that won't help you in the longer run mm. yeah. so that is what big, because when you are going to a interview with amazon or you know any big tech company so they will they will not just uh, they, they, they won't check like that like all the test cases are running or not they will yeah. see they will ask each and every case like how what is the time complexity how you can improve it further like yeah. they are not worried that much about the uh, test cases but mm. they are more interested in your approach and in approach. your algorithm yeah so basically uh, approach and algorithm everyone has a unique algorithm and approach right so that's why we should more focus on algorithm and approach rather than continuously practicing the previous questions yeah 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 you should like uh, practice but keep in mind like you know how what are you learning like uh, let's say uh, you do 10 questions so hmm. uh, you, you you solve by 10 different approaches so the next 10 questions you should have that, those concepts in your mind and then you should apply those concepts so yeah. that is how you learn like you shouldn't like just see that okay i, I will practice 100 questions in one month mm-hmm. your idea should be like i will learn like 50 different algorithms and i will apply them you should go with that mindset okay okay and uh, do, did you make uh, any projects at your college time or after college and uh, what can you suggest to a software engineer what projects sh- they should work on yeah so i made i, I made like a couple of uh, projects in the college so uh, i i did a machine learning big big data hadoop project in my final year mm-hmm. and so yeah so I, i was like very new to this concept but uh, you know i anyway decided to do a research internship and it uh, spun out of a project so what i would try to like say to people in college you know like try to explore as much as possible so you can start with some easy projects like a crud api or a e-commerce or a blog website and then move on to something like difficult you can like do things like you know uh, there are a lot of uh, node libraries utility libraries java libraries that yeah, you yeah. can work on hmm. and these days like uh, uh, the world is going more and more towards open source so you know uh, like you can just open github there are a lot of uh, projects that you can start working on uh, like start small fix some issue in a big project so i i know like some of my friends you know like they contribute to the react repository which which has been used like everywhere like facebook and all the big companies are using react so this open source ecosystem of the programmers that has been created is like you know like it's a very good community based honor system so everyone should get on github and some way or the other contribute towards open source and you know like that is a very good way to you know even connect with the developers outside of india and you can connect with people anywhere in the world mm-hmm. so let us say you are in a spring project so you know like libraries you can you can like contribute anywhere so Uh, that is what you have to do uh, i think you know like explore whatever you want like whatever project you like you know like github has like millions of projects so yeah. whatever project you like you know like there are different topics like os networking database there are utility libraries they are they are like adapters there are crud mm-hmm. apis there are different adapters so yeah. whatever you like you know just take on it mm-hmm. our profile also get uh, more points and uh, it's a good profile i think if we are on github and continuously working on some projects yeah yeah it shows uh, mm-hmm. you know like you give back to the community also uh, also like uh, these days you know a lot of startups so what they do is they are they don't care like which college you go or you know like uh, Uh, how much cgpa you have in your college yeah. but they care like what you have built on how yeah. good you can code 
So if you have projects on your GitHub, you can like it is basically a very good thing. You know, like it's a resume booster. People will know that okay, you have worked there and you you have created the, these things. Rather than having a good CGPA, you have to focus. Uh, you have to like you know balance between studies and as well as these side projects because these are like very important. Yeah, very true. Very true. So now, as COVID is also here, what changes you see happening in the industry right now? So yeah, uh, there are a lot of uh, changes that happened in the industry. So okay, uh, first I'll go on like uh, the traditional image of an office, right, has yeah. disappeared. So what are traditional images like? You know, people coming at ten o'clock, leaving at six o'clock. Mm. You know, like uh, the whole office vibe. You know, that formal vibe has been you know diminishing day by day. So now. Uh, big companies, small companies, medium level companies. Everyone knows that you know. Even from well, even like people are not together. Even everyone is working remotely. They can contribute and they can even have more efficiency than pre-COVID areas. So that is what I think I said in the kind of, uh, industry. People recognize that you know like work from home is also effective. And like a lot of big companies like Google, Microsoft, Facebook, mm. they're also considering like permanent work from home. Yeah. So I think this is a very uh, good culture that has been coming. So work from home gives you flexibility, right? Yeah. So I don't have to be in office at 10 o'clock. Like I can start work at 11 or 12 or according mm-hmm. to my time. Yeah. The only thing I make sure is like my work is up to date. I am helping my teammates. I am helping everyone move. I am giving my status updates. And mm-hmm. as a team, uh, you know, like we can uh, uh, organize and delegate tasks. And as a team, we can move forward. Yeah. So. that is the major you know like change that has happened in the industry and people are also uh, accepting and people are also moving forward with the fact that work can be done from home so yeah, i think okay. that is a very good notion so you don't have to be physically in an office somewhere so you can uh, basically use your time productively you can you know like save your travel time or you can move to your hometown or you know you can travel let's say you can like travel to some other country while you are at work really good things that have happened and mm-hmm. like people are supportive of it So earlier, uh, work from home was not, you know, supported in all the companies. But mm-hmm. now the whole entire world is moving towards it. So I think it is a very positive change. Yeah, very very positive change and very positive mindset. I think we Ayush have. So uh, any specific skill set that industry want from newbies, which was not before COVID. Okay, so I think the toughest challenges now that uh, tech individual teams and companies are facing are people challenges and not the engineering ones. Okay. So Uh, the people challenges i would like to elaborate is like hmm. it is very important not to focus purely on technical skills but also on non technical skills right hmm. see let us say uh, as a fresher or you know as a experienced person you join a new company today like today hmm. or tomorrow so you don't know any of your colleagues there you are like entirely in a new setting new code base you know like complete new environment yeah. so you are so how and and you cannot like go to anyone's desk or you know you can not not meet them physically so hmm. how would you apply your non technical skills how would you communicate with your peers is like really, really important mm. uh, so that is like really important and one part that uh, the industry wants now is uh, over communicating is like i always believe this over communicating is better than under communicating right okay. so uh, like this is applicable now more than ever you know because uh, in office or in a physical setting you can mm. you know uh, obviously go to someone's desk or you can you know ping them and yeah. go to there but now like everything is virtual so you have to communicate like so that the work is not redundant like let, let us say you are doing some task and uh, your other team is also doing it so you have to proactively communicate this information to your entire team 
and mm-hmm. i believe like over communicating is better you know like mm-hmm. give your status updates on time and uh, you know like write detailed documentation write detailed emails write uh, tech docs which are very detailed mm-hmm. so i think that is really important and uh, what i have believe is like uh, writing design documentation you know so let us say you work on a feature or you design an api or you deploy a new technology so uh, the way you did it so you know like first you uh, so there are like certain steps that you have done to you know like make that feature to production so you have to write a detailed documentation of each and every step so that the other guy you know like the next guy who is doing it doesn't have to call you or you know buzz you all the time so that is really important to write detailed technical technical documentation faq questions troubleshooting guide so that other people in your team or other people can you know like pick up from it write blogs about things that you are doing so other people you know like don't have to repeat the process so let us say mm-hmm. you are developing a feature or you are you know doing something new so it took you like 10 days you ran into a lot of issues but if you write a detailed documentation so the people after you who are doing the same thing don't have to go through all those 10 days of pain they can do it in two days so and since it is a virtual setting it is a virtual environment uh, mm. it is very good to you know write detailed documentation and i think that is like expected now after, that is like a expected skill now after covid mm okay so write in detail whatever you think so that other people don't get confused yeah so uh, one more thing they want is like to hone your communication skills so specifically like uh, bridging the gap between the engineers and the other stakeholders on your team so when you work in a tech company so there are a lot of moving parts there are like designers there are mm-hmm. ux designer product managers marketing people there will be like ai team machine learning so there will be a lot of different teams yeah. and since it is a virtual environment you have to have a centralized mechanism or a, a streamlined way of communicating details so that is also like really important how well you communicate your ideas and you know present your ideas to the team so that is also required okay and in today's world where everything is over digital uh, how would you suggest the aspirants preparing for interview over video call or just a telephonic call <laughs> yeah so the, the this is like a uh, like everyone I, i would just state this as an obvious fact so just make sure you're sitting in a isolated or quiet room Yeah, and the internet connection is there so that is like mm-hmm. a basic step that you have to do mm-hmm. and uh, I, uh, to suggest how you should prepare so okay the coding rounds you have to prepare via lead code and uh, what do you say hacker rank and all those online test websites okay but one thing uh, i would like to add here like everyone goes to the initial interview anxiety right so mm-hmm. one thing that i did uh, like i learned from my mistake is i didn't give any mock interviews so i directly like when i went to an interview i didn't know what to answer you know there there are like certain questions that you uh, that you prepare but there are like few questions that you get stuck upon yeah so the best way to get rid of your interview anxiety is to you know do some mocks do okay. some mocks with your seniors do some mocks with your friend create a friend group or you know find mentors online like there are a lot of mentors mentors online who mm. can help you with the mock interviews so mm. uh, do your mock interviews and uh, you know like you can do that and also uh, since everything is happening virtually all interviews are happening over video or a telephonic call so mm. one tip that i would like to give everyone is record your mock interviews with a friend you know like record your audio and record your video so okay. in this way while you are recording the video right you can like revisit your video so you can see your body language mm. and you can see where are you faltering so uh, yeah. let's say you solve a coding question with the interview 
interviewer you are able to solve the question but if you are very quiet the interviewer will not know what you are thinking mm-hmm. so you have to collaborate with the interviewer you have to ask the right questions you have to uh, you know like you have to get in that interview mindset and mm-hmm. okay like see it, it doesn't come from day one so the best thing is to mock give mock interviews record those sessions and revisit it again and mm-hmm. you know get feedback from your seniors get feedback from your friends and you know like uh, share that mock interview with your and like you know revisit it so yeah. a lot of times you know what happens is you know the answer to the questions or you know the approach but you are not able to communicate it efficiently on a telephonic call or on a video call you are not able to like present your ideas so uh, if you go through a mock interview and if you see your videos you know a lot of times you learn from it okay you know like i have this mm-hmm. shortcoming and i can improve it in next time so i think that is a really important uh, uh, tip and i have uh, myself learned from it i have recorded my mock interviews and i have uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know gone back and seen them okay oh this is a disaster step that i did okay uh, here i didn't communicate to the interviewer so i think uh, this is very helpful now more than ever okay okay so basically reviewing ourselves and express efficiently yeah yeah mm-hmm. so with this i would like to conclude our podcast of the day it was really an insightful session with you ayush problem solving mindset give you 100% keep learning build your profile learn from your mistake and such a positive mindset you have hope our listeners find this helpful too thank you thank you so much ayush yeah thank you with this i would like to conclude our podcast of the day and we bring you every monday new inspirational stories stay tuned podcast cons